take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. You'll find the features there are totally free. In fact, the main feature actually allows listeners like you to control the content of the site. Uh, You go and uh, you submit whatever it is you want to from the Internet. Maybe you found a news article that you think is pretty interesting or uh, perhaps it's a YouTube video or a blog post, whatever you want. Uh, If you think our listeners will enjoy it, you submit it to the website and then other listeners will vote on whether they like or dislike your submission. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head over there and get interactive. Coming up here uh, tonight, Dale, you're going to share with us the five popular safety measures that don't actually make you any safer. Uh, We'll get to that coming up here. And, of course, we'll also take your phone calls at 1-800-259-9231. To start things out, though, there's sometimes there are just these stories in the news that really make voting look totally pointless. And uh, we've had a lot of discussions about voting on the show recently. Tis the season, after all, and so it's on people's minds, especially it's on the minds of uh, liberty-minded people, because there's a bit of controversy within our movement as to whether or not one should participate. I have no objection uh, to the idea of participating. I don't think it's in any way immoral. Uh, I think that it's, it's, it's to some level a very small act of uh, self-defense in the the only market of others yeah and the only market signal that you could possibly ever send to the government it's once every two years or once every four years so for what it's worth and it ain't worth much i don't consider it evil or anything like that um but boy it sure is pointless in many cases uh, certainly in the uh, the federal government level you might as well just not bother statistically uh, speaking i yeah. mean you, if you if you vote or don't vote chances are good the totals will result in whatever they resulted in if you look at if you look at the 2008 results from the presidential race and then you remove your one vote from it the fact that you voted doesn't really give you the right to complain or not complain. You can still complain. Right. So statistically, it's it's meaningless. And beyond that, it's just you don't really ever have anybody worth voting for, typically, at the, the national level at all. I mean, it's very rare that you see anybody with any kind of principles actually running for a, for political office at that level. But then you get to uh, the stories about the, the new innovations in voting, which just make voting all the uh, more ludicrous. And it seems like the more they try to advance voting uh, technologically, the worse it gets. gets. Yeah. And so here's another one of those stories. This one from the Washington Post. Last week, the D.C. Board of Elections and Ethics opened a new Internet-based voting system. Oh, boy. For a week-long test period, inviting computer experts from all corners to prod its vulnerabilities in the spirit of give it your best shot. Well, the hackers gave it their best shot, and midday Friday, the trial period was suspended, with the board (laughs) citing usability issues brought to our attention. Here's one of those issues. After casting the vote, according to test observers, the website played Hail to the Victors, the University of Michigan fight song. 
The integrity of the system had been violated, said Paul Stenborn, the board's chief technology officer. Sten, excuse me, I think it's Stenbjorn, said a Michigan professor whom the board has been working with on the project had unleashed his students during the test period, and one of them succeeded. And his student, students conquered. That's yep. awesome. At infiltrating the system, the fight song is a symptom of deeper vulnerability, says a computer scientist working within the Common Cause Good Government Nonprofit Blah. on online voting issues. In order to do that, they had to be able to change anything they wanted on the website because of the hack a portion of the internet voting pilot which was expected to be rolled out this month is being temporarily scrapped the program called digital vote by mail is intended to allow military overseas voters to cast secure absentee ballots without having to worry whether the mail would get them back to elections officials before final counting those votes about 900 of them still will be able to receive blank ballots via the internet for the november 2nd general election but they'll not be allowed to submit their completed ballots via the uh, the dvm system so you know i understand the intentions it it makes sense the idea of trying to make things easier for folks and bring things into the 21st century but clearly uh, from everything that we've seen, all of these new electronic voting systems are full of holes. And even if they aren't full of holes, there's always the possibility someone could put one there. Uh, or there's a back door that could be programmed in. I mean, Dale, you've done programming professionally. You know yeah. uh, a little bit about this subject. And the the, the entire thing I is really vulnerable. I was a hacker type, though. You no, know, but the you thing. know I, you could put a back door in if you I, wanted to. I did, you know extensive like very well planned programming as opposed to these people who play and tinker with computers and hack and mm-hmm. stuff which in some ways people like that can learn can learn a lot of things that that I I would not tend to learn in my you know going to work every day and working with other programmers and for a, on a well planned program but yeah i mean it's it's uh it it seems like if it, it it seems like if it makes people leery of the voting process, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> because you know I I I've, I have been for some time, so I you know. Um, well, in this case, they're not actually going to implement this one yet. I guess they want to keep. All it's uh, going to do is forestall it, right? Yeah, it's just like anytime anytime uh, people vote to hold off on some big government government expansion. The people who are planning the expansion just keep bringing it back and bringing it back year yeah. after year until right. it finally gets through. Yeah, so eventually. you finally just go like, oh, I'm done trying to fight this tax increase or this this new uh, – The Patriot new- Act was something that they had brought up, as I understand, the er- earlier that year um, under some completely other name. Got voted down resoundly. But the, after 9-11, you know, good crisis. And Sailed they just right through. Ram that thing right through. Call it a different name. So, yeah, they're probably going to bring this back later on, and they'll uh, tout it, and look, we've solved the problems. We've ironed out the bugs. Everything's fine uh, now. It'll be interesting to see if they open it back up again to let people do, you know, prove mm-hmm. that it's crappy. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that, uh, like, you know, the, the more they try to techno- uh, technologize, if you will, uh, the, the voting process, the more laughable the entire thing becomes. I and mean, we already know that the, before they introduced technology into uh, voting, there were already elections that had uh, been miscounted or there had been some sort of shenanigans with the ballots. That's and- what's so disturbing about all this is, I mean, how easy is it for whomever is, wants to, whomever's in charge back there, to just 
just switch it all. When you've got pieces of paper, at the very least, you've got pieces of paper. When you've got electronic and you can eyeball votes, it. You could stand there and watch if you, you wanted to. You can't do anything with it. Nobody can go back and recount. And uh, yeah. yeah, you could have the program actually, and they found all kinds of, all different things. I mean, in this case, they went in, they hacked the site, they made it so it played a song after everybody cast a vote. Uh, there was the, the guys that uh, made it so you could play Pac-Man uh, with, uh, on, the, on the voting machines. And you could program uh, as well. You could program it to where every vote that's cast for a uh, candidate casts another vote for the other candidate yep. or oh, something just, like that. I mean, they can do anything in order to keep themselves uh, uh, you know, hidden. And it's been done. I mean, they've, they've shown these diebold machines are, uh, were you know, faulty. Yeah. It's, it's just I, I'm, I'm, Americans don't trust them. I don't know why they keep on trying to resurrect this zombie. Well, I, know, I if- know why they're trying to resurrect this zombie. I believe I know. And I think the reason is is that they want to take this already messed up system of voting and just finally send it down the river. Well, let's go to your phone calls, see what you think. Jeff is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Jeff in Massachusetts, going once. Jeff in Massachusetts, going twice. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I am not a huge fan of the the inside the system stuff. I think it's, uh, it's easily subjected to corruption. I don't think it's the most efficient way to do things. But I do know that at least here in New Hampshire, it is still possible to see some changes uh, by using the system. And at least here in New Hampshire, they don't have the electronic voting systems. And I don't know if there's even any proposals. Yeah, I'm it's just funny to me that it is so controversial that there is this very these these two sides fighting you know about whether you do it in the system or out of the system and it's so it's so this i don't the, the fight itself is kind of funny to me. they should just focus on what they want to do rather yeah, than criti- critiquing other people and focus on your own activism and make it better 800-259-9231 you can bring up whatever's on your mind safety measures that well are pretty much bs uh, dale will tell about them coming up this is free talk live MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website where you'll find that the features are free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, we give it away at freetalklive.com. So do head on over and enjoy our features, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. Our chat room's built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. And it's brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers, your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches in stock, ready to ship. 
via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. Coming up tonight here, uh, Dale's going to share with us the five popular safety measures that actually don't keep you safe. Let's go first to the phones and the fun, though. Jeff is listening in Massachusetts. We're going to try him one more time here. Jeff, are you with us? Hi. I am this time. Sorry That's about no that. No problem. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I'm glad Dale's in tonight because I've been thinking for a while about not voting and voting and so on and so forth. And I know people like Dale just don't like it. I don't but like it for myself. A, right. Um, and people like Mark don't like that you don't like voting and so on and so forth, whatever. But there is a way that you can vote without voting. It's interesting. Um, the plan I like to call adopt a statist. What, what do you mean? If there's a vote, if there's town meeting elections coming up, elections are harder because they last the whole day, but town meeting's good. Rather than going and voting on stuff, make friends with people who are going to vote the more statist way and invite them over for dinner, watch a movie, have a barbecue. So rather than adding your vote on one side, you're taking away their vote on the other. Wait, so the idea is to just occupy them all day long so they don't actually get to vote? I don't understand. Town meeting would be a different, would be closer yeah, to Yeah, town meeting's more effective. Of course, that Doing that the elections exists. is a lot longer. That only exists but you can, in New England. That's only, yeah. that's, it sounds like the, uh, the effectiveness depends on them being fairly apathetic because otherwise they're just going to, if they're really seriously involved, they're going to go. Yeah, the I'd, people you really want to keep from going, they're the ones that are going to be the hardest to keep from going. I'd right? thank you for inviting me to your barbecue and I'd tell you that it's the, the evening of the town meeting and I'll be going to the town meeting. Right, because you know that, Mark, at these town meetings, they're not very well, in many cases, they're not that well attended. Right, my town's got uh, like 2,000 people in it, and 200 show up to the town meeting. So, you know. Now, depending on how you feel about tranquilizer darts, no, no. No, no. Hey, you know, there are options. Well, that would be an initiation of force. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's not really on my plate. of. Uh, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, you're trying to get creative in ways uh, that would actually avoid going to uh, the, the polls. But I would think that anybody that is so vehemently against voting would also not be able to stand a status long enough to invite them over for a barbecue. Well, yeah, perhaps. But yeah. this way you can actually vote quote-unquote, multiple times if you invited a lot, not a lot of them over. That's That's that, has it worked for you? Or is it for just me a, in Massachusetts? Are you kidding? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Jeff, at yeah. 800-259-9231. We brought up a good point that um, it's really it usually seems to be more about the the – People getting on to you for well, and it's, it's it goes both ways, but it seems to be people getting on to you for not voting. You know, it's it's not it's not a, you know back in the day when I remember when we had some really heated discussions about this, and I was somehow managed to be right at the center of it. <laughs> a lot of it came from just me trying to defend, just trying trying to say, look, just leave me out of it. I just don't want to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, just leave me out of it. And that wasn't an acceptable answer. It wasn't acceptable to say just you know I just don't want to do it, and these are my reasons. And I did use the word immoral, but. I, I, I have I have since, you know, I think clarified my position or refined my position to say that I feel that it is immoral for me and I don't feel like I have any business telling someone else that it's immoral for them to do because I think people do what they sincerely, honestly believe there is, is you know, is for the best, is what's going to do do the, the, the least harm. You know, someone is going out and voting, they think they're reducing harm, then uh, if that's what they feel, then that's what they feel. I don't feel that way, but mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. So, and, and I can't definitively, since I can't definitively prove that you're doing more harm by going out and participating in the system and, and the message that that sends out there, 
which I think, you know, I do think that's a status message, but the problem, but since I can't prove that, uh, you know, to some extent, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of, of a, I won't, I don't want to call it It doesn't a faith, do you any good to harangue people. My gut people tells that, me, you know. It doesn't do anyone any good to harangue the other side. It wouldn't do you any good to harangue the people that are going out to vote. You're immoral or you, this is wrong. Well, it's not, it, it isn't do effective. Any, it doesn't, I don't find that that really makes people behave differently. No, to, no, to, in the same be, way. To it, guilt trip them. You right, know, and the so. reverse wouldn't work on you either. They wouldn't, they shouldn't be spending time haranguing you for not voting. Uh, just leave folks alone. I mean, right. you, can, you can make your point. You can have a discussion. Yeah, uh, and but, I will still from yeah. time to time. I'll talk about from time to time why I feel that it does more harm than good in the long run. But again, I'm, I'm you know, but I can only sort of provide evidence and, and, and a lot of that's very somewhat anecdotal and and uh, it's not like, you know, I don't have statistical data to show people or anything. It's it's not the nature of it is not the right. kind of thing that lends itself to that. And so I really can't definitively say you're doing more harm than good by doing this. I can only say that that's that's, that's how I feel. And that's why I don't do it. That really, all so. you can do is is uh, all you can really have to say on the issue is how you feel. And I think you're right about that. Uh, and how you if feel it makes is you feel dirty. That's you know that's it's going to be yeah. tough to do. I'm of the opinion that I didn't move to the Free State Project to stop voting. You know, <laughs> the idea of collecting twenty thousand liberty loving individuals. I didn't either. I changed my mind after I got here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I I see that people have. I know you. I know you have. To me, it doesn't make any sense at all if you've got liberty um, candidates to not vote for them. But hey, you know, if if the person's not going to do it, you can get as huffy as you want to get, and all mm-hmm. you're going to do is create barriers between communication with you and that other person you're going to alienate people yeah it's just not gonna, it's just not going to work so i've you know i've decided i'm not going to do that anymore yeah i haven't been it's... convinced personally and I've, I've flirted with the idea a number of times i flirted with it uh, but i've never really been convinced that there's anything inherently wrong uh with it and i certainly don't think it sends any sort of message i think that uh in order to really have a significant change of the system you have to stop obeying it if we could get people to stop obeying the system, then voting wouldn't matter I, anymore. I think I, I feel like I really want to send. I want people to not have hope in the process. I, I don't think they should have hope in. I think it's it is generally very hopeless. And to and anybody to that's be, ever voted for a liberty candidate should realize there's not much hope. For right. That. I mean, it's, I'm going to say and, and so, you can still you can vote yourself I, to hopelessness. Don't I, worry. I, 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 yeah. Well, and I did sort of, but um, the, but the thing is, that, but that's just it. If I, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to create false hope in the process by by going out and and participating. You know, in contradiction to what I'm telling people. So, you know, that's the thing. Plus, it's, you know, I really don't even want to be registered to vote. I I don't want to be on the voter rolls. And so for me to go and register, go to the trouble of registering and everything, uh, I'm actually sort of registered in, I think, in Manchester right now, which I'm trying to, I'm going to. I want to change that, but you can't. Un- you cannot. Well, I th- I'm thinking of sending them a letter saying I'm no longer at the address that you know at this address that they have me down for. Yeah, maybe if you and told them, that not you tell left. them where I, I'm not going to tell them yeah, where I live. That might work. And now they got to decide. Oh well, we're gonna. What are we gonna? What are we gonna do now? Are we gonna keep him on the rolls when he about, says he doesn't live here? Many, many times, uh, jurors are picked from the registered re- registered. Uh, voters is that the case list. in New Hampshire? Is it just answer. DMV? I don't know I'm not answer. positive on that. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want and take control of the airwaves uh, on the way. Your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so head on over there and enjoy those on us. Features including our our Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, so we're going to continue here, and we'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Still to come, five popular safety measures that aren't really making you any safer. Dale's going to tell us about those. But first, to the phones and the fun. Colin, all the way in Germany, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Colin. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I just got home uh, from a concert. Well, it's 1.30 a.m. right now in Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I had had a little discussion with, with some guy from a band there. Um, um, I think I have to, to uh, explain a little bit more. I, I consider myself a punk rocker, and I got, just got home from a punk rock show. Yes, sir. And that, that band had a song called uh, Business Punks Fuck Off. Oh, we've got well, to uh, hit the, sorry, we can't have you saying things like that here, and I unfortunately can't reach my dump button, so hopefully my board op could uh, could get to it. Um, sorry, we've got to let you go, but thank you for the call tonight. Uh, we're unfortunately doing an American uh, talk radio program. Call us next, uh, t- tomorrow night, tell us the story. Well, it's likely that uh, the American FCC is going to be a little bit easier in the future on fleeting expletives. We still can't create an environment in which... Uh, they're acceptable. So sorry about that. Uh, I don't know what t- radio is like over in Germany, but I don't imagine it's quite as restrictive. Well, in in um, in England, as I understand it, the uh, the F word isn't as uh, big of a deal as it is uh, as it is here in the United States. But they have other words that are bigger deals. So you know, it's very Ooh. odd. I wonder what the, yeah. some of those words are that are bigger deals. I think bollocks is bad. I, I I think in England, bloody is a is a naughty 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 hell. I, I, that's that's actually a, you know something of a swear word. It's funny because it seems like we hear it a lot on British shows, mm-hmm. but apparently that's because it's you know just like you hear certain expletives in in R-rated programming here that uh, frequently sometimes, and I I don't know. I, I always kind of wonder about that. Maybe I think it's silly. Personally, I wish we didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, I, I wish we didn't have to be as restrictive, and and maybe maybe uh, down the line, I know that there's some. Court decisions that have been positive towards changing things in this country. There uh, was the appeals court decision that decided in favor of the broadcasters uh, was Fox and I think CBS that had brought suit that uh, decided in favor of the broadcasters, basically saying that the FCC's indecency rules were a bunch of junk and that uh, they're not they're not as applicable today as they used to be in the 1970s when the uh, the George Carlin case uh, was brought up that originally created them in the first place. The Pacifica case. Pacifica you know, it's case, it's certainly yeah. not. Um, it, it's true, but. 
I, free Talk Live's uh, stations are going to be more restrictive than the FCC's rules. Anyway, when you've got the uh, the morning zoo show on, they talk uh, the, even today, right now, they talk about things in a more explicit fashion than we do on this show. Sure they do, yeah. So um, it doesn't really matter what the FCC's rulings are on things like that. We wouldn't let it go on our air because our, our I don't stations think there'd be like a it. problem with the occasional fleeting expletive. I don't think that... Uh I don't think, I think most advertisers would have well, their, you know, their panties in a wad about that one. It could be too. I mean, a lot of that. A lot. Of, sometimes the tone is set by what the law is, and then and 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 without that, then I think it's, it it leaves room for the the culture to shift. You know, I, I think I, you sure. Know, so it could be that that you know that's the case right now because it's. But a lot of people just don't want to hear it. Down. You know, and I. Um, I, I I think people feel better when the person's dumped, and uh, than they do if if they get a you know fleeting expletive. Some do and some don't. I mean, some do, it, some it, don't. Know, Absolutely that's, that's true. Just it. I mean, uh, you, the one thing you're not going to change with all this is that the reality of talk radio, and I mean radio in the talk format, is people over the age of 55. I mean, that's the reality of it today. And people are marching towards 55. All of us are. And, and certainly the the mores and norms will change for people over 55. But that's just the people that the people that have heard Crazy Train or whatever the pop song is that's so exciting these days. They've heard it a thousand times now and they don't want to hear it on their stinking station anymore. So they flip over to talk to hear unique programming. Well, talk's starting to migrate to the FM band. So I think you're going to see younger audiences tuning into. You uh, think they? Want to hear the, want to hear the f bomb? I don't think I don't think they, they want people bending over backwards to avoid hearing it. Yeah, I don't think but, it yeah, matters. But, to most people. but you know, if it's if it's if it's gratuitous, then then right, it's that's, just distracting. I would say but that if, if it's the, like if you like make a huge deal over it every time it, it's it's a, like you call it a fleeting expletive. You know, it just right. kind of gets tossed in. Then uh, if you make a huge deal over that, that's incredibly distracting. Got to do something with it though. I mean, either that or you say it. You either make a deal over it or you say it. Those are the choices. Because you ha- either either the German guy calls in and doesn't understand the language completely, and he drops the f bomb, and you say, "Hey, don't say that anymore." And so you've made a deal of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can drop him, or you can ignore it. Those are your choices, right? Yeah, I would say that if uh, if the legal situation eases up for uh, for radio stations, I would say it would be appropriate for Free Talk Live to also ease up on its policy because right now uh, the reason why we have this policy is to protect the radio stations from a three hundred plus thousand dollar fine. And the FCC actually, there's an article in Talkers Magazine this month, which is the industry publication of note for the talk radio business, that goes into a lot of detail about kind of the history of uh, the of the prohibition on certain words on the radio and where it stands now in the current court cases uh, that are uh, that are working. And there were record fines issued. I think it was in 2005 that they jumped up from a few hundred thousand dollars in uh, the year prior to something like eight million dollars yeah. in fines. That was in 2002 and, to 2003 to 2004. I don't recall the exact year, but it was, grief. it was a few years ago. It was crazy. They had this That's, little crazy period where they really went nuts uh, finding as many calling, stations. Hundreds uh, of, several hundred thousand dollars is nuts to me. Oh, it is. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but Over they, a word. They went more insane after that. Things have seemed to have dialed back a little bit, and uh, so hopefully we'll see more. There's going to be a, a, another the court case. That's because the SEC knows that they cannot maintain what they were doing. They just yeah. can't do it. 
there's hopefully going to be another court case because the appeals court has basically given the FCC a spanking uh, at this point, and they're appealing to the full appeals court. So it was a yeah. it was a panel of the appeals court that basically kicked it in their face and said, "You guys are out of line." So that was a very positive ruling for free speech uh, for broadcasters and free speech, and it's expected that the full appeals court will likely rule in a similar fashion. It's, and if it gets appealed to the Supreme Court, then it could really set. Some it's precedent. absolutely ridiculous if you think about it. I mean, you know, people have satellite radio. They've got satellite uh, TV. They've got cable TV. They've got the internet. Internet. Their kids porn. can hear. Uh, you know, their their kids can find the donkey porn faster than they can. Okay. Yeah. Twin porn. And and uh, you know the Did idea. You say twin Yeah. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um, and and the idea that somehow radio needs to be preserved as this bastion of uh, of the clean mouth, yeah. where you can't say seven words, which by the way you can say two of, so that's only five words. Mm. Um, the you know the the idea is, it just doesn't make any sense. No, you can get it elsewhere. Uh, are kids tuning in to Free Talk Live at uh, seven o'clock at night? I think only if their dads are. It's just a relic of the Puritan past of. Uh, this country and it, and it does need to go away so uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on that situation i don't enjoy getting rid of uh, calls i usually you know i think it would it would be appropriate to adjust to you know maybe hit the dump button keep the caller on give them a warning and then if they do it a second time uh, then, then to to get rid of them, but it just depends on the the legal situation. Not because I care yeah, personally. That, that, that guy might have been his first time ever calling. Yeah, and it might have been a really great story. It might have been. And call I, back whoever you were um, tomorrow. Night. You know, you'll yeah. call back tomorrow night and try to avoid the f bomb. <laughs> so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. It is my least favorite policy uh, on this show, and it's only done out of necessity, and it's only done to uh, protect our radio affiliates. It's uh, it's their license that's on the line, and as much as I would like for there to be no licenses unfortunately there are and those folks uh, don't want to lose them 800-259-9231 you take control bring up whatever you want and don't lace it with profanity it's free talk live thousands of years ago from the time of moses to the time of alexander the great julius caesar and beyond TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so head over there and enjoy those on us. Uh, By the way, if you want to help support the show, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase, uh, the total purchase. So it's the same great Amazon, same awesome pricing. Uh, just ordered a pair of headphones, actually, there, because Mark, yours are apparently broken here in the studio. And I uh, got free Super Saver shipping on the headphones, which is great, because uh, a lot of their brand new items, you get the free Super Saver shipping. You can also order used items if you want to as well. And those, by the way, were used headphones that I ordered from Amazon. So really? Unfortunately, they... They didn't last. They're the same color because I really don't like your color. They're black, I'm afraid. But you can paint them. We'll get you some uh, colored paints, and then you could paint them you know, hot pink, like an Easter egg. You could do that if you wanted to. You you two stink. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You get your shopping done, and you get a great deal in many cases. Uh, I've been buying items. a lot of stuff from them lately. It's, and, uh, you can't it's, beat Amazon in most cases. I mean, the, yeah. their prices are, are, are great because they don't have to pay the selection for selection the... also is amazing. I mean, just about anything you want to buy. Yep. I was Recently, I was looking for LED bulbs, and I found, a, found a nice selection of Have the prices LED come bulbs. down on those? Because the last time I checked pricing on that was like a year or two ago, and they were pretty expensive. They're high, and yeah. I've recently quit using CFLs, mm-hmm. and so I was looking. I've been buying a lot of LED. I'm spending a lot of money on LED bulbs, but they last insane lengths of time. Yes, so, they do. Right. So um, it, it's painful when you're buying them but then you have to realize you know it's going to be a very very long time hopefully before i have to buy anymore um and uh, they're incredibly efficient they're even more efficient than cfl than the bulbs, CFL. but they're not as bright they tend to not be as bright and they tend to be bluish from what my understanding but hmm. but you can filter that i mean you can put something over them to filter that and, and stuff like that but uh it's cool yeah so, i mean i found i mean you know to a, a um even like i I've, they've they've ranged anywhere i found some for like six dollars that are not very wow. bright at all, but like I don't want a lot of bright light in my room. Mm-hmm. I put two of those in my fixture, and that's enough light for me in my room. Plus, you can dim the LEDs as well. You, can't you? Some of them are dimmable, some yeah. aren't. Depends. Okay. You have to check the package. And then Eight. there's twenty five dollar ones that I put. Uh, I put two of those in my in one room, uh, and now it's enough light. You know, but that's um, for me. It's worth know, it. That's when a you're forty talk- year light. Mm-hmm. That bulb should not Ooh. have to be replaced for forty years. So. Uh, that, 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 that ought to take care of it for yep. you. You're forty years old now, and uh, you probably won't be living in the house at eighty. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's, thanks for saying that instead of saying I'll probably be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the. I, I, what I find to be a real pain is changing lights that are in fixtures that are, say, way up high or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Gosh darn, I don't want to do that crap. So um, I, it would seem like it's worth it, the $25, just to not have to get on a ladder and break your neck. <laughs> well, you start to get up there and clean the bugs out of it and stuff. So uh, head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, yeah, order whatever you want. Bugs. <laughs> get the stuff you, you want. Don't have to, get it delivered to your door, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. Amazon.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun, Andrew's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hello, Andrew. Hey, how's it going tonight, guys? Just great. What's on your mind, Andrew? Well, I kind of wanted to talk about um, activism burnout. That was kind of a subject last week, and it's sort of come up since uh, we're talking about voting and the legitimacy of it and stuff in the past couple days. And I just went went to freekeen.com and saw in one of the rather recent posts uh, the trial for the trespassing 12 and after seeing the verdict i the only way i can sort of sum up that whole experience it was sort of uh pathetic not that the people were pathetic but that it felt really hopeless because it felt like they gave you a month to sort of sort out what is this violation or misdemeanor and then it turned out okay we're not going to charge you with that we're going to do this weird thing that looks like it could be double jeopardy and we're going to give you a violation charge instead. And I just felt really hopeless. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it felt like <laughs> he gets let me, arbitrarily. Let me tell everybody what happened so that they're, uh, they're caught yeah. up on this. Uh, you guys were charged with misdemeanor trespassing for uh, marching around the jail seven times in hopes that the walls would fall down and release your friend. I think and, we went around it twice. Yeah, whatever. I, th- I recall going twice. Yeah, I think on the, the first two days they only, they only marched around once. And then on the seventh day they marched around seven times. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so they, they got the, um, the misdemeanor. You had 
the misdemeanor charge. Uh, some of people were actually charged with a felony, which was which means that you were no. told to leave. No, no. Uh, the misdemeanor is where you were told to leave, but don't. Okay. The violation, which we were found guilty of, we were charged with a misdemeanor, found guilty of a violation. The violation applies when you're when you are somewhere you're not supposed to be. When you are somewhere where you know you are not privileged right. to be, which is the craziest thing because there's a thought crime. They you have to know that you're not supposed to be there. How do they prove that? And it's a it's a publicly accessible place, and the places where we were did not have any special de- special designation as not being allowed. There weren't like signs saying you can't you can go here, but not here, or there anything was no like security that. to keep you away from the trespassing sign. Specifically said if you're asked to leave, you need to right. leave. Right. And so the strange thing is, is that you they charged you with a misdemeanor. You you had your court case for the misdemeanor. You you uh, argued against the misdemeanor, and then at sentencing, the judge said uh, the 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 state has not proved it's uh, it, it, the mis- that you committed the misdemeanor. So we're going to drop it down to a violation and give you that. Yeah. What? I mean, they failed to Catholic prove guilt, so he charged us for something else arbitrarily, <laughs> basically. Yeah, right. that was. It was so weird. It seemed like, oh, it's not first degree murder; it's second degree murder, it's or you know, or some sort weird. of. It seemed like double jeopardy could have. Right. Well, the real problem with it was that we weren't allowed to defend ourselves on the the. Uh, the violation level because the proof is different that is required for each different level well, and that's just it i was focused on defending myself against the, the notion that i had been asked to leave that mm-hmm. the, they, they never clearly communicated that to us and, and when the judge i agreed that's um, right and, and when and i then, brought up the the fact that we've been there yeah. before that we'd gone to the jail before and done the exact same thing at the old right. jail and walked around it many times the judge specifically disallowed that testimony he disallowed that line of questioning which would have have pointed to the fact that we had no reason to believe we couldn't See, be there. and that's just it. Like the, this charge appears at the end of the trial that we that we you know the 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 complaint on our we have a complaint you know that, that's issued to us that says you know was asked to leave and didn't, which we prove which we which which we debunked, uh, and and the judge agreed it had not been proven, and that was the charge I was defending against. And then he comes up with yep. this new charge at the end, this violation. Which I never even got an opportunity to say, well, whoa, hold on. I, I, there's no sign saying we couldn't go in that area. Why should I think I can't? I, I, we, didn't, we never got the opportunity to defend against that charge. Yep. It was a ho- it, total it, sham. It total was sham. just slapped on it there. It seems like it w- was this a case of accidental activism or because I know you guys weren't it's, planning to get arrested. Well, that the day. activism was, sort of- was not civil disobedience. That's, that's the thing. Uh, and I, and, and I, I, I did. I kind of didn't want to venture into that, dis, you know, explanation at the trial. But but no, we oh, were not, not there intending to get arrested. No, uh, no we were there. We were there to it. rally uh, for moral support for Russell and in general for the rest of the prisoners as well. We were, it was just a it was just a morale rally, and we were we had no int- no intentions of getting arrested. Right. I mean, um, given that we'd gone to the prison before and walked around the old jail many times, yes. more than I can count, uh, waving at prisoners, holding signs, having barbecues and, in the parking lot, and we were about French to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were about to leave. In fact, we were talking about where to go eat dinner. If I recall, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that to my memory, that's what we were talking about when we were in the parking lot. And the only reason why we hadn't left yet is we were figuring out, well, what are we going to do next? We're going to go have dinner or something. Yep. And uh, and then the cops start walking toward us, and at that and point, immediately it arrested felt, us. It felt weird to me. I I, I thought they're going to come say, "You need to leave. You're going to be that's what I thought." Charged with trespassing, and I was going to be okay. We're leaving. Yep. Uh, and then we didn't get that opportunity. It was they showed they walked up. You're under arrest. Yep. That's right. Just like that. Well, kudos to you guys for fighting it. I'm glad you're not in jail, and I'm 
I loved it when Ian said, uh, I, I do be... not give money to criminal organizations. Oh, I'll be going. I went, I'm going to be, I had my jail sentence doubled because I said that to, uh, to this supposedly yeah. impartial judge. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking at 28 days in jail. Don't be honest in court. Oh, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't know. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the truth. <laughs> Apparently right. you're not supposed to be that honest in court. Um, yeah. But, no, uh, yeah, were, I'm, but I'm you were saying you were disappointed well. by it? Well, I, it felt hopeless to me, and, and somehow you guys feel about uh, the federal um, federal um, voting, that that's hopeless to you, so you don't do it. And I'm just wondering, some of the activism, I think maybe where that sort of schism happens, is that uh, some people don't see some of the activism as quantifiable. Whereas when sure. you have a voting sure. sort of area, you can say, oh, 500 people voted. Now yeah. if I can get 251 people in that area, that means we can win. Yeah. Well, and, and that, and see, that that's means nothing to me, but to someone else it does. And, and, and that's, but you're absolutely right that, um, that someone will see the, like someone getting arrested for driving without a license or something, and they'll be like, ah, what good did that do, you know? And that's okay. They can't see it. It's the unseen. They can't see what good it's it's doing. And, and, they don't well, know who it's, it's influencing. It's okay. I mean, well, it, then, and that's just it. If you don't feel inspired by that activism, don't do it. Seriously, don't do it. And don't come here feeling compelled to do it. And yeah. I don't think anyone should pressure you to do civil disobedience. But uh, you never know either. what your activism. You know. But I think the point is that you don't know what you're what you're influencing or who you're influencing when these actions happen. Like sure. uh, one of the people that moved up here, uh, who's a lawyer, was influenced by the fact that I was sent to jail for not sitting down fast enough. That's right. why he made the move. Uh, more coming up here. We can continue in moments. Free talk live. Okay, here's the long and the short of it. If you name the worst politicians in America today. Nancy Pelosi is going to be on your top 10 list. She's awful, and she's powerful. There is a principled anti-war Republican running against her, however, and his name is John Dennis. He's already beaten the establishment Republican in the primary, but he's going to need all of the financing he can get to bring down the political juggernaut that is Nancy Pelosi. He can do it, but only with your help. I've donated to John Dennis's campaign, and I would like to encourage you to also. Now is the time. Nancy Pelosi is politically vulnerable, and it's unlikely that we're going to get another candidate like John Dennis. He's the only type of Republican that can win in San Francisco. In my opinion, he is as, if not more, principled than Ron Paul. Go to johndennis2010.com and donate today. johndennis2010.com. He is Hope for America. This ad paid for by John Dennis for Congress 2010. JohnDennis2010.com. I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800 800- 259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Uh, features free there. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. All of the stuff you see on the front page of the site the main section of the front page was created by listeners just like you. If you're see- if you're seeing something online that you want to share with our listeners, you just submit it as show prep to the main FTL site, and then other listeners will vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestions. The most liked making it to the top and the front of the website. So we're more likely to see them and talk about them, and other listeners will see them and read them 
and interact. So head over there at freetalklive.com and enjoy. We continue here. Uh, Andrew, I think, is still with us. We're talking about frustration. Uh, Andrew in yeah. Michigan, are you there? Yeah, right. I'm here. All right. So, um, yeah, go ahead. said before the commercial break uh, that the, activi- the activism has these unintended consequences that you can't see. So somebody could see the activism say, oh, I'm going to move to New Hampshire and become a liberty activist like those guys. Mm-hmm. Is that, and what I'm wondering, too, is and maybe where I see where like the free staters and free keeners split is uh, maybe possibly some of the free staters have a problem with um, uh, there is the unintended consequences that are bad also. And because we can't see them, we don't know if there's a good or, you know, if it is a good cause or a bad cause at the end of the day. Yeah, I see and it's sort of like how our, like our government does things, and it says, oh, we can't just do nothing. We have to do something, and every time they do something, something worse comes from it. There's another element, too, that is, I think, overlooked sometimes, and I've specifically taught no specific people that, are, uh, that this applies to. And that is they see people getting arrested and defi- you know, getting, being somewhat confrontational, uh, with police and things like that, and um, they find that discouraging. They're, you know, there's a sense of that that's the expectation if they come here is that they do the same thing, and some people are discouraged by that. And so, you know, and I and, and I'm I you know on a regular basis I try to make a point of telling people no no you, you, this is not you don't you aren't expected to do that you do what you want to do when you get here and there are lots of people uh, specifically in the Keene area I can't speak that much to the rest of the state but I think it's even more so in the rest of the state because because I don't get out of Keene that much myself I'm kind of a homebody but uh, even in Keene specifically there are a lot of people who are not even doing that much activism um, in terms of protests and civil disobedience and things like that they're uh, if if at all they're um they're just they're here uh they socialize with us they help out on projects and things like that behind the scenes there's a lot that, that and and they're not they're not being under not they're visible. not under any pressure to to change that so i have to constantly sort of or not constantly but i try to make a point every now and then to remind people no no there's not the expectation that you do that that's just the stuff that you see because it's the most visible you know what i mean Fair enough. So, so Andrew, I mean, lot, when, you, when oh. you're looking at all the stuff that's going on here uh, in, in New Hampshire and you're hearing about things that are disappointing to you, what does that do to you as far as making you want to move sooner or later or not at all? Well, um, I'm curious about moving. Um, just exploring it right now. But it is um, it's, it kind of reminds me of high school. But I already smoked a joint behind the baseball field, so I'm not into it. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I when I look at it, I would, I personally would like to see more um, of the sort of agorism or the investment as activists. See, that's what worries me is that that's the impression because it's so visible. It's it's the you know the people who are confronting the police and things like that and getting arrested um, for you know peaceful acts uh, like smoking the joint behind the baseball field or whatever Um, (laughs) that's because that's the most visible that's the impression i think a lot of people have and they don't see what else is happening and there is a lot of actually people trying to engage in in, in agorism and things like that well and that's one of the things about agorism is agorism is essentially working outside of the system providing a product or service basically uh, to the marketplace without asking governmental permission first and usually that kind of means you have to keep things on the down low. It's low profile, yeah, so you're not going to see much of that. <laughs> right. uh, so does it exist? Yes, it does exist. To what extent?
extent does it exist? Maybe not as much as we might like to see. It's still pretty early on for anything happening here in New Hampshire. I mean, only a few hundred people have made the move, and all but those this, few hundred people are doing 10, different things. There's 10,000 people signed up who are not going to move until 20,000 people sign up. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we're just the beginnings. It's right. Just the beginnings. Uh, there are, you know, we had Savannah Last Biscuit here for a little while. She ended up getting arrested. That didn't work out uh, so well. Usually, you don't end up hearing about the agorism if you're on the outside of New Hampshire until somebody gets popped for it, right. uh, basically. <laughs> Uh, so at, at that point, then it becomes civil disobedience uh, when they get arrested right. for it or, no, or non-cooperation. So, I mean, I'd love to see more uh, agorism like, you know, fixing potholes. I mean, that happened a few years ago. I don't think it's happened uh, since then. Uh, of course, we also have folks that are getting involved in local charities as well. I was just at the, the homeless shelter today, and a couple of uh, local activists are there every single Friday. But I'm there every Monday. You know, it's one of those things like, there, there, there's a local group of critics here in the Keene area, the, uh, the, the Free Keene from the Free Keene Stigma. There's a, a, a Facebook group. And I've been discussing with one of the critics, she thinks that uh, we should tout all of the, the charitable things that are being done from the rooftops. And I feel like that's really self-indulgent that's personally. It's kind of tacky. Yeah, I yeah, feel like it's ta- um... tacky. Um, so, like, you know, I gave... I gave a bunch of money the, to the United Way last year during their funding drive, but I didn't feel it was appropriate at all for me to get on my blog and you know blast it out to the world to say, well, look how much money I gave to the United Way. Boy, do I care. Uh, it just seems way too self-indulgent. And so I just kind of left that quiet. When she brought it up, I mentioned it, and I'm talking about it now well, in relation because, to the Partly because you have to debunk the notion that that's not happening. Right, right? that you I don't do say, those well, things. Yeah, people are actually volunteering at there charities. Been, and giving money. Right. Now, there have been occasions when I saw that it was absolutely appropriate to promote what we're doing charitably. Like recently, there was a... Um there was a sale. They had a, a yard sale. The, the homeless shelter right. had a yard and, well, sale. Well, you want to encourage people to get involved. To get involved. So you've so got to be right. you know, verbal about I it. I yeah. posted a blog post about that, uh, telling people when it was and how they could get involved. Uh, prior to that, there was a golf tournament that was benefiting the same shelter. I posted there. And I mentioned in that post, along with all the details about the golf tournament and how to get involved, I mentioned that Free Keen was a sponsor of the tournament. It wasn't the main focus uh, of the article. So right. I just I feel like that's tacky, and some people disagree. And well, they're not running the blog, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, so I, there you go. I do see the activism as um, I mean, I do see the good side of it because at the end of the day, you are uh, good and just and right in all of those actions, and they are peaceful. And I do understand that. However, I just, uh, part of me says you've won each battle, but you're going to lose the war, and I get. Uh, you know, because the opportunity cost of you sitting in jail for 30 days, you're like, you're a cool host, and we need to have you on Free Talk Live and not in jail. And we need to have, uh, you know, well, a voice. You know, I know. I know how you feel, I'm and I appreciate this, it. I'm uh, reading this book right now. It's called uh, Quakers and the English Revolution, and it's talking about the Quaker movement in its very early infancies in the late uh, 1640s and uh, 1650s. And at that time, it was a completely different movement than it was after the 1660s. It wasn't pacifist it wasn't um you know the the kind of people that lived outside the system essentially they'd be agorists right they they wore different clothes they talked different ways they they uh, dealt among themselves they let other people come in and deal with them but they they lived insular and um 
unified lifestyle. When they had business, they did it within the Quaker meeting. They asked about, hey, you know, it would be okay, I buy, sell here, do this, that. They asked each other. So they had this very, uh, you know, outside the system lifestyle. Prior to that, they were doing all kinds of civil disobedience in order to get their points across. They were interrupting ministers at their, um, you know, the Presbyterian and, and Anglican ministers during their servants, sermons. They were showing that we were naked before God by riding in town by, on the backs of donkeys, uh, buck naked. <laughs> they were uh, showing how man is uh, is vile and disgusting by sm- smearing themselves with feces and running through churches. They, I mean, they were doing all kinds of, of just, you know, annoying stuff. I'm sure that, you know, if you talk to the Quakers at the time, they had good explanations for why they were doing this, uh, you know, essentially street theater. But what did it end up doing? It turned England against them. Uh, they were executing these people left and right. They were running them out, dipping, dipping them in hot tar. They were doing all kinds of terrible things. When they settled down, they changed the world. And really, I could, if, we, if you want to, when we come back, I can talk about the, the, the incredible ways that, ch- that Quakers, that your life has been changed because of Quakers. All right, more coming up here. And thank you, Andrew, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. This is Free Talk Live at 800 259 9231. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there free. We've got news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Enjoy uh, our updates. We've got uh, Twitter and Facebook as well as uh, email. And you can uh, get over there at news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up over there. Uh, it's all totally free. So head on over. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, I'll tell you what. Uh, come back to the Quaker thing. We'll come back to your Quaker thing in a moment. Let's continue, though, with uh, your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Tim is in New York. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Tim. Tim in New York. Hi, you're, guys. How are you? Great. What's on your mind tonight, Tim? Go ahead. Yeah, I was listening to your... Uh... Uh, the caller's comments on uh, on voting before, and I had an interesting thought. <laughs> you know, it's it's always occurred to me that uh, that I've sort of been in blind compliance. You know, sort of uh, in voting. I was in the military, cast cast an absentee absentee ballot for for many years, and then when I got out, <clears throat> went to college. I was approached with a certain statement. Um, that I'm sure you're familiar with, but uh, before I give that to you and ask your comments on that, uh, I'm going to ask you if, if if you think the process is actually jeopardized now, and uh, and how can we expose and uh, react to the outcome of it? Because um, you know, if if people decide to vote out of indifference, then the other party wins by default, right? And that's called democracy, where two wolves, you know, are voting on. On uh, what to eat for dinner, right? Two wolves and a sheep are voting. Right, right, yes, right. So it's in a sense, it's still blind compliance. But um, the statements that that I always have to me is that if you don't vote, uh, 
You have no right to discuss the issues or complain about the outcome. In fact, you deserve the outcome because you haven't been part it's of the poppycock. Process. Because uh, if you, yeah, if, exactly, it's nonsense. Well, because let me, let me, uh, let me jump the, in on the this choices thing. usually suck. So I might right. complain about. Also, that. there's a rabbit what? hole. There's a, there's a rabbit hole here um, that that yeah. that's not really you know fair. I'm pretty involved right. in the system. I can name my uh, congressperson and two senators. The average person can't do that. Okay, okay um, so I'm pretty plugged in. I went to the Republican uh, state meeting thing uh, last weekend or the weekend before or something like that, and you know I I stayed for a portion of it because it was incredibly boring. But uh, you know there are people that make me just my my head swim with the facts they know about uh, the the Republican football team or whatever it is that you know the the, the facts that they can spew out so am, should I be voting when I really don't know where every candidate stands on every issue um, and should I in fact be voting or should I step back and let people who are even more informed than myself make this decision you know it, it really gets comes down to it you know as well as I do that you've picked the guy who uh, whose name you know when these nonpartisan races whose name you reckon oh well Smith that's a nice name and you know you just check it off the ballot so you know the idea that you can vote that make, that you can vote so you can complain really just it it just doesn't hold any water you know well well this is the attitude that I've that I've had from from most most people sure. who, who I've discussed issues with you know and they immediately ask me well did you vote or not and what and, and and what are you and you know I mean then questions fly and in in years past I've discovered where I where I actually was. Uh, in the process of my own and my own thoughts, and it's taken me about ten years to discover uh, where everything is. Okay, and and I just started to listen to you guys about a year ago, and things are a lot more clear to me now. And I just wondered if you really genuinely think that the process is is uh, is flawed now, and 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 how that affects you know the, the outcomes of things. When you say the process, you mean the process of voting being flawed? Well, actually, because yes, um, well, I don't well, think it's any more voter I, I, fraud. Voter fraud specifically, guys, because you know, otherwise, well, um, there's fraud been going on for a long time. The blind, it's just the easier. Blind compliance issue is one, right? The, the issue of compliance, blind compliance, is one, and then the issue of, of fraud itself, uh, and. You know, is another. I suppose. I think that fraud is more prevalent as you get more technology involved in voting, but I think voter fraud's right. always been an issue. And I think that the people that are asking you, well, if you know, did you vote? Well, if you didn't vote, you can't complain, and I don't want to talk to you. I think it's just a bl- it's a brush off. It's an easy way for them to uh, just say, well, I shouldn't have to listen to what you have to say because you haven't, uh, you aren't in the same club as I am. Right. And they, so therefore, they wouldn't listen to you anyway if you, yeah. if, you if you voted a different way than them. So I mean, that's but it's it, a way for them to brush you off without even having to address what it is that you might have said. Well, to them. and that whole thing is trying to make this the system of voting seem valid. You know, to, you, you guilt trip people. If you if you don't participate in this system, then then uh, you know, then you're not you're not a real person. You don't yep. count. Your opinion doesn't count. You know, unless you go and vote. And that whole thing is trying to prop up this system as me as meaning something. As as right. a, as if like the, what they really want you to do is go and vote, and that way, when whatever they do to you, that whatever they decide to do to you, whatever the bureaucracy and in, in power decides to do to you, they feel validated. 
They feel like, look, you came and you cast your particip- you participated, you cast your vote, and now whatever happens, it's going to happen to you because, uh, and you've consented to it, essentially. It's, well, it's not true, you, and, and most act, of us know that's not true, but that's what they're trying to do. To, to, to the process, correct? Pardon? Say again? You, you've acted in, in compliance to the process. You're being compliant to the process. By voting? Yes. Uh, compliance. That's how. <laughs> that's how a lot of people interpret it. Yeah, I. I don't uh, feel like and, it's. And I would. I would interpret it that way. Right. I think it's good to have a have something to say when you if you don't vote to be able to, to explain why so that you don't just seem apathetic and say no I actually oppose that system and you know, say why you don't. Vote. It's the, the whole voting. <laughs> um, the, 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 the blind compliance thing doesn't hold water because I think Dale's a very smart guy. If I voted for Dale for every office that uh, I, you know I write him in, I mean. Have I really done anything? I haven't campaigned for Dale. I haven't tried. He's not going to take the office either if he wins. Um, There's going to be one vote cast for Dale um, and and for every office in my general voting precinct or whatever. And he's not going to get anything. If the voting machines are rigged for Dale, then I guess we're all in trouble, aren't we? Yeah, the the system would be in trouble. Hey, well, thank you for well, the, thank you for your thoughts tonight. I I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't know if compliance is really the the right word because I don't uh, vote out of some uh, feeling of obligation or I don't vote out of feeling that uh, that I have to or that you know it's it's obli- that I need to in order to have a say or anything like that. I vote because it's there. It's something that I can do to have some minuscule level effect over uh, over a process that I, I, I find very objectionable in general, and that doesn't make me feel compliant. I think that the system um, tends to set things uh, in a more uh, – tends to sort of set rules in a more permanent way. So, uh, for instance, uh, you guys doing your 420 protest in the middle of uh, Central Square where you'd go out – I haven't and, actually been there for a little while. Yeah, when, when uh, you know some folks would go out and smoke pot in the middle of, uh, of Keene's Central Square right there on the roundabout – they managed to create a demilitarized zone. But when they stop for a couple of weeks and then they try to go back, the demilitarized zone's gone. However, if the politicians manage to make something, you know, smoking pot legal, then it, that rule's going to stay in effect much longer. So to me, it's something that's effective in that in the more long-term uh, realm. You bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, we'll find out about Quakers and safety measures that don't actually keep you safe. It's all coming up with Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts. All free at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Listening options are available on our website, live streams, broadband, and dial-up flavors. Uh, you can go and enjoy them. You can also get details on how to tune in via our listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Go get all that information and more over at Listen. Freetalklive.com. And by the way, the listen lines are brought to you by QualityRental.com. So how soon do you want to start teaching that uh, child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. 
An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com, see the samples, and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Tony is in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Tony. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Tony? Well, I uh, heard a conversation you had with one of the uh, callers in there that you uh, canceled his program because he used huh? an expletive word. Oh, oh, we had disconnect him. You mean? Yo, we yeah. uh, turned his. We had to take him off the air because he uh, said the f word. Yeah. It was. Um, I'm going to make a comment about where that word came about. Are you? Can you handle that one? As long as you don't say the word. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it starts with F and ends with a K. Uh-huh, that's, yes. That's familiar with the word, yeah. It stands for uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge. Okay. In reference to a sex act. I think I've heard that before, but I, I'm not sure if it was... Uh, it, might, it seems like it might be an urban myth that that's actually to, what it means. They used to put it over the person's uh, head or in front of on their stocks when they put them in in stocks uh, during the, like you're talking about, the hmm. Quaker period. Interesting. How do they find out that you've been uh, for unlawful carnal knowledgeing? <laughs> Get caught in the act? Snitching? No. I don't know. No, because I'm a Christian and I don't believe in adultery or fornication. No, that no, wasn't how, the question. How would they catch? How would they catch them? How do, they, how do you know well, what someone I, is I doing? Guess, uh, they, the way they did according to the Bible when the, the Jews brought a woman to Christ and they wanted him to stone her, so somebody uh, had to have a way of finding out who was in adultery before they could stone her to death. Do you support that? Do you support the stoning of uh, people who've had oh, sex? Oh, no. 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 Okay. So, As Christ said, uh, the you without sin cast the first stone. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's good. So, what, uh, so you just generally believe that uh, people that have sex prior to marriage uh, will, will burn in hell for all eternity, is that... Is that your understanding? No, as far as I'm concerned, they create their own hell when they do it. Well, it hasn't I, felt that I way to me. I agree that your actions create your hell, though. <laughs> because when uh, oh, this is a living you hell. Go against oh, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> the reason I really called uh, was to explain to you about a democracy as opposed to a republic. Oh, do Republic. tell. Yeah. I've never heard I this have one no before. idea what the difference is. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah. know, <laughs> I, know which, I already know. Go ahead. Somebody but, needs to know. Not that it I matters. Know. When you have people vote, they don't even know they're improperly voting because the original intent of the Constitution was a Republican form of government, and you break the law when you vote for a president, congressman, or senator because under the original intent of the Constitution... There were electors, and you voted for the people that you knew close to you that uh, had your ideas and philosophies and religious beliefs. And uh, they were the ones that cast the ballot. The senators were also selected by the state uh, legislatures in order to protect the people from having powerful people with money that can buy television uh, programming and undermine and spread propaganda to destroy their opponent. So uh, over the past uh, 90, say, three years, they have changed the morals of the country. They've changed the law. 
and they've changed the money. There's not one dollar in circulation. You could go into any bank and claim that they don't have one dollar in their cash drawer and that they're insolvent. And uh, when uh, they say, oh, yes, we do, I say, well, you might have it in in your, uh, your vault of your bank because some fool put a silver dollar or a gold coin in a safe deposit. I'm sorry. I must have missed the part where we went from voting to gold in a bank. How did that get well, Because it all came about a by voting. People uh, allowed the Federal Reserve. No, actually, they didn't even vote to get the Federal Reserve, which is a private corporation, mm-hmm. uh, into existence, nor did they get the 16th Amendment voted for. So I see your frustration. I understand your frustration. I used to be, um, it probably wasn't five or six years ago that I was on the show saying, it's a republic and not a (laughs) democracy. And uh, now I realize it doesn't even matter. I mean, there's still just different ways for people to control Uh, others. If a a Republican system of government was so wonderful, how come it couldn't even stay that way? How How come it couldn't even protect itself? People infiltrated it through the banking system uh, and as uh, and since the 1913, uh, where they must not uh, have been had, such a great system, huh? Well, Could it was because great. of our, our laxity. Because uh, according, to, I'm going to quote scripture again. No, please don't. Uh, My people are lost for lack of knowledge. Or so, what is your what is you what did you what do you what would you propose to do about I, this? I propose that these men who drew up that document were very brilliant, and uh, they they knew that uh, a Federal Reserve note would eventually destroy the American people. And they put into law that no state was to make anything but gold or silver coin and tender and payment of a debt. Sure, but, but the federal so the government The word could. of cancel to debt. But that didn't answer my question. Anywhere. Within within the lives of the uh, of the founding fathers, early on they had the uh, the second continental uh, the, the second uh, national bank. Uh, well, that to... that's when they realized it was wrong, and they had to make a correction. Who's to they? That. Andrew Jackson wasn't even born at that time. What is it that you would like to do? I understand that you perceive that the loss of the republic is a problem, uh, but what is it you would propose? We don't. We no longer have a republic. We, we've been destroyed. Okay, so what would you propose? That the people wake up and vote those people out of office. Oh, that, but I thought you said the system is has allowed folks to infiltrate. But I mean through electors, not through a direct vote. Because so you're talking about changing the... Well, we got uh, Obama, and uh, he's not even... Uh, well... I won't go into that. But so, my, my, my other issue was... Why would you think that after all this time, voting is going to change things to the way you want it to be? We were supposed to vote for electors, and our electors were supposed to be like... Mm-hmm. In, How are you going to get that to happen again? By education and to You've make you realize... you a job ahead of you. Good luck, yeah. and I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Hey, I, I, I don't know enough <laughs> about the, uh, the the Constitution to be able to say whether senators... Senators were supposed to be appointed by their states, um, yeah. and then the, the amendment changed, you know, some amendment, uh, 17th Amendment or something like that, changed that. And um, I think that rep- the representatives were, were voted in de- democratically and that the president was in, intended to be voted for by the, uh, the electors, electors yeah. which in fact is still happening. I understand the idea. I mean, it does sound like a better system than pure democracy, I guess, but it's it's still it's still it's 230 year old technology. I mean, it needs to go. 
Yeah, absolutely. I it's, mean, it's still it's, tragically flawed is what right. I was going to say. The, the idea that they can – I mean, just take a, take a look at the results. The idea that they can pass um, the uh, pass all the laws that they pass is uh, incredible. If you're going to redo this system, and I, I you know, I can see some value in it, make it so that no law passes without 90, 90% of the votes of the people in uh, the House and the Senate. How about we stop trying to control Senate. other people? Yeah, I mean, that's stop? what it comes down to. It, it's, it's, it's The whole game is, you know, people – Love to talk about if it were this way, it would be better. And I'm like, well, it's not going to get that way. Mm, that, no. that, that's the, the number one, you know, min, minimal government argument is is seems to be based on the idea like if you manage to make government your way, like you have this perfect plan for government, and if, if you, you were put in control, could, if you were, uh, if yeah, if you were like the uh, the benevolent dictator mm-hmm. and could imp- impl- implement that system and then go out of power then it would be better and it would work and it's not going to be that way though so why are we even entertaining that great question 800-259-9231 and it was i think last night on the show and we had one of those guys who wanted to be in charge and he had his plan for what he would do if he was in control and you know that kind of guy's not going to let go of that power once he gets it if he would ever be able to make it that uh, that far which of course he wouldn't more coming up you take control this is free talk live DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, and uh, again, you can bring up anything. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Dale is joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. You can go there, and there is, for the first time in a long time. There's actually a new comic there. A fresh comic strip right up there at the top of the page at uh, anarchyinyourhead.com. We can come back and talk. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it here uh, if we get a chance. But I know we want to get to the, uh, the five safety measures that don't actually keep you safe. That's still in the queue here for tonight. Of course, your calls are the primary element if you make them at 800-259-9231. Don't forget, if you've missed a moment of Free Talk Live, click and download right there from the front page of the website. The last week's worth of the show are on the front page. And then if you click into the archive section, you'll go all the way back to late 2006, all courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. It, you can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than uh, 3,000 templates over there. It doesn't matter whether you want a personal blog, complete or a complete e-commerce business website. Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Go through that portal. Get your first month free. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. So, Mark, you'd wanted to... Uh Talk a little bit about Quakers and how they uh, changed the world. Well, you know, I'm, I've been reading a lot about uh, Quaker history, and I, I imagine that uh, pe- the, most of the people writing Quaker history are probably Quakers, right? But um, they they seem to be on the forefront of several social issues. Uh, first off, the probably the most uh, the, the most predominant one is slavery. Quakers were on the, uh, the the cutting edge. They were the first ones to release their slaves. It was John Woolman um, who you know was his God put a uh, uh, his hand on his heart and um, you know had him uh, release his slaves. He actually gave him some money too when he did. 
And, uh, you know, then slowly it worked its way out from New England that all Quakers released their slaves. And then they began to preach to other people to do the same thing. They were big in the abolitionist movement. Uh, Sojourner Truth said that uh, if you were looking for a place to hide, if you're a, a, a slave who was uh, running for freedom and you're looking for a place to hide, that black people were the best. But uh, Quakers were just about as good as black people. And, and you know, this was coming from a black woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, big a, a very big deal, right? They stopped chattel slavery in the world they were they were the first also their views on women and their uh, levels of equality on how to treat your children were things that were entirely different than what the world was seeing at the time this is in the the 15th 16th centuries you're you're talking about times when people didn't raise their kids even sometimes they'd send them off to wet nurses and things um for the first couple of years um so, you know, they, they, they thought that children need to, be, need to be beaten on a regular basis in order to uh, get a good uh, view of the world. Um, they, they would brutalize their kids. Uh, they, you know, they treated Ma- their Meaning wives. people in general, but people not Quakers. That, that was right. the way Western society worked. Right. And Quakers changed their, the, the, the way this was done. They, they treated women as something besides property. And, um, you know, the, they, they lived outside the system. So they... This, these were some of the first people bringing in the ideas of family, equality, um, you know, things like this. They were also the first people that, uh, you know, introduced fixed pricing. You could go yep. to a Quaker and Quakers, because of their relationship with God, believed that uh, it was unfair to bargain, that they would put the price on their, their stuff. And, and that was, you know, this is the but price. So if a Quaker it, goes to a garage sale, they're going to pay whatever you ask, is what you're saying. I don't know, that, I don't know what Quakers thought at the time about well, it's paying more about other people. Quaker businesses. Here's the thing. Quakers... Could not go to school if you if you weren't um, if you weren't essentially Protestant um, if you if you know you you, could, you couldn't go to school you couldn't get a job at a lot of business a lot of businesses would not hire Quakers and so they had the only option they had out of necessity they'd start their own businesses and so they started starting their own businesses and they started doing things in different ways based on their belief systems and stuff and they felt like the haggling process was not fair because like someone who came in and looked like they were wealthy, they'd haggle with them and try to get a bigger price out of them. And someone came in, looked poor, they'd haggle and Oh, meaning there was no price on anything to begin with. Right. No, right. You you walk into a store before Quakers came around, you didn't see a price tag on Mm. things. You just asked. You just, you just, you just made an offer and then they'd size you up and then they'd argue with you and haggle with you. And Mm -hmm. and you would, and that that was, and when, when Quakers came out and said, no, no, that doesn't seem fair to us. Everyone should pay the same price. We should charge a fair price to make, you know, include a profit, uh, you know, make sure, you know, and, and then they would tra- put a price on it and they would charge everyone that price and people loved it. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, the people putting, that were buying it loved it, but the, the business owners uh, oh, no, the other business owners hated are, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we have licensing, everybody. This is, you yeah. know, this is how uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, the big groups use the hammer of, uh, of the law on little groups. Quakers were run out of some areas for their, their fixed pricing. And, uh, and, but ultimately, uh, the, the market sure. impact was that other people started introducing fixed pricing. They were doing things like that all the time. They were, they were some of the first... Uh, um, companies to like offer health care to employees and things like that. And, uh, and, then, and then what happened is the market pressure started causing other people to conform. They were doing things that put pressure on other companies to, in order to keep up with them and compete with them. They had to shape up. You can't kill a good idea. Right. right. I mean, and right. The, the point that I was trying to make on this uh, when, when we were talking about it previously is that these good ideas that they had changed the world. You can't – your very life – the very foundation of your life is different today because of 
Quakers and what they did, mm-hmm. and these these peculiar people, these people with these radical ideas of freedom, personal responsibility, their uh, being able to have your own relationship with God, freedom of speech, all these rights that they were willing to go out and get tarred and feathered, run out of time, and die, and die draw, drawn and quartered, hung, jail for. all kinds of things that they did. The, your life is different because of them, and uh, you know that the, these these ideas when propagated properly were very effective when they weren't they weren't uh when the quakers were you know bringing their ideas with uh, civil disobedience they uh you know riding into town on a donkey pretending that they're jesus christ and um you know <laughs> all the things that they're doing uh they they just created a bunch of enemies to the point that mm-hmm. uh that, that you know that, that people were innocent people were being uh killed beaten up uh, raped because they were Quakers, mm. because they they people thought they were Quakers. Yeah, people didn't even they had you know they had drawings of Quakers with like goat hooves and right. horns. I mean that's <laughs> so, what the popular media of the day was uh, portraying them as. So I, all I've got to say is hey, there's some really good ideas in the Liberty movement. And you're seeing some it parallels. It is the new Quaker movement. All you have to do is read about what these people thought, and it's exactly the same. There stuff. are tremendous parallels. Tremendous though, Mark, parallels in modern times with Quakers. And some of the things they're still doing now and the things that are happening in Free Keen. And I think it's, and it, with, without a doubt, that's a reason why a lot of people in Free Keen, every single person in the radio show tonight, for instance, uh, a lot of people in Free Keen are attracted to Quakers because there's incredible similarities in terms of people standing up for their principles um, and not giving in to pressure to just conform and do things the old way. You know, it's, there's, for 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 decades, obviously, libertarian. The whole point of the Free State Project for decades, libertarians have been trying to achieve freedom the old way, doing the, the same way everyone else tries to do things through the system, right? And oh. uh, it hasn't gotten anywhere. And the whole point of the Free State Project, obviously, is to do politics differently. I mean, to focus politics, and maybe that will will be, you know, maybe that will have some success here. But but that's also why some other things are being tried that are very new and very different. Uh, and, and, and I think people are standing up for, for their principles and doing things and not conf- not just caving into pressure to conform. Otherwise, what's going to change? And so, so you've got people like Mark who are looking at some of the things that are happening and they're saying, this is terrible. You, you're making a mistake. Well, it's a valid opinion. It is. I don't want to invalidate the opinion. I, I disagree. But I think – well, and I don't disagree <laughs> not uh, 180 degrees. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't disagree 180 degrees. I disagree – I I just don't I don't want to sweepingly say that I mean I think that I think that um I think I do feel like um there's times when I've gotten a, a, the impression that you know something has gone too far or that that's just not handled it's just that's not been all organized well too, Dale. or something like that Look, but 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 I feel like in general a lot of it is on the right track and is, and if we as long as we learn from our experiences and 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 improve and be open to new ideas and open to trying things differently and stuff I think it's it's great right. I don't hear openness I talked to outside the system activists my main one I talk to is Ian and, and what I don't hear mm-hmm. from Ian Ian's not good at openness right new ideas <laughs> things that uh, are different from from what he's thinking today, what he hears generally and reacts to is, I feel like you're attacking outside the system activism. I believe in outside the system activism. You're attacking me. You're wrong. It shouldn't and be so black and white. Is that that uh, that frame of mind is not the one that's going to get I, I, you I know to what you're you talking about. Uh, it shouldn't be so black and white. I feel like that there's there's people should be open to constructive criticism, and 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 that doesn't mean you have to agree with all the criticism. It's just just sort of be open to constructive criticism, and then you know and di- agree and disagree. I 
I have a feeling that uh, I disagree with you on a, on a significant portion of what you might think is pro- is good or bad or productive or not. But that the the gist of what you're talking about is that there's there's I think there's times when we can learn from what we've done, when we can be open to constructive criticism and stuff like that. It's just not that black and white. All right, we're going to come back with more at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I think that you think I'm not open to these uh, suggestions, Mark, and I, I don't. I think you're wrong about that. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever is on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian and Dale. And Mark. Dale joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. You can head over there and enjoy a couple hundred different uh, liberty-oriented cartoons. A uh, brand new one was just posted, I believe it was last night. Yeah. Uh, you can see that. And I actually, I had not yet had the chance to read the uh, the text that you had uh, posted with it. I did read the cartoon. Um, what was the gist of that? <laughs> Have you ever seen? Do you know what Tribbles are? I'm familiar with Tribbles. It's yeah. from the old Star Trek show. where the- Yeah, they reproduce a lot. A lot, lot. Yeah. yeah. The idea is the 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 doc the doctor said they're born pregnant, or he thinks they're born pregnant, or mm-hmm. something like that. So that was like that was the gist of the cartoon. But what what would what did you write about? Oh, I was uh, writing about IP. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the comparison being between the, IP you know, meaning the intellectual you, property. So yeah, far. you know when you sell someone a piece of media, digital media specifically, mm-hmm. this sort of modern times oriented notion of ip when you sell someone a piece of digital media that's it's that's easily replicable sure you know it's it's you can just copy it with your computer yeah and, and the, so, the replicated and then, copy doesn't lose any quality like right it. exactly it's exactly you know just because the original you can mail you know it can be sent all over the internet or posted on the internet and you know and this is a problem that that people have in terms of you know, how do you make money creating media when it's instantly duplicated? You can instantly duplicate it and turn around and sell it again. So um, it's sort of the idea, uh, and, and the, the the name of it is called the trouble with selling tribbles. Mm-hmm. The idea is you sell someone a tribble, and, and the next day they might have 30 tribbles. You're not just selling them a tribble. You're selling them a tribble factory. Right. So, uh, so you know, it's... They're not scarce, and it's sort of similar. The same idea with digital media. So it just—it's just a problem. It's a—I look at it as this is a reality. We need to find a way to deal with it, and 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 the whole notion of IP is such a perverse status notion. Uh, that's not the way to deal with this problem. You know, the idea you, that and, and the this legitimate who... problem is how do you make money on digital media when other people can duplicate it so easily? But but there are ways to do it, and people are finding ways to do it without IP. 
the idea, of course, being with IP that the person who creates the idea somehow should have the ability to control the, uh, the, the products that another person holds. So, for instance, if I were to create uh, – or, for instance, if uh, you, know, you created your cartoon – that you put up at anarchyinyourhead.com and wanted to claim it as yours, uh, that you'd be able to somehow tell me how I could organize the data on my hard drive because I would right. have to, in order to copy your picture... IP is about controlling other people's property, which is right. completely contrary to the notion of property. So IP is really almost an oxymoron. It's, it's, it, you, know, you break it down to uh, it, the absurdity. Maybe using a CD would be a better example. Let's say a DVD or a CD, which is essentially really nothing more than two, a, a layer of plastic, uh, a layer of metal, and another layer of plastic. And then either holes, millions or billions or whatever of holes are punched into it to essentially indicate on or off. It's a digital media. So, and then as the laser reads through it, it determines you know, what the patterns are, and the patterns determine the data uh, that's on on that disc if you were to come out with uh, with some sort of so-called copyrighted intellectual property disc and i were to take that and i were to copy it onto my blank cd that i purchased with my own money you would essentially be saying ian you can't put that many holes in that particular order in that disc because i right. own that pattern of holes in that disc even though i don't own your disc well, i own what you can do with that it's disc. like a social contract isn't it it's a contract that you didn't sign but that you that violence will be used to impose upon you anyway mm-hmm. right so it's it's very similar to the social contract as well this is just this is just the way it is and it's understood and and uh and it's, and it's going to be imposed on you. <laughs> yeah, and it's with wrong. violence. Yeah. Uh, because of what you've been saying here is that there are these innovators out there who have figured out ways to profit and share their music or their book or whatever product uh, that that it is. And, and in fact, out. They, they, yeah, exactly. They they benefit from the fact that it's being shared freely. There are a lot of smaller bands and things like that who are are much more likely to get discovered or uh, they're more likely to have fans show up for a live appearance where they will get paid for their live appearance mm-hmm. because their music has been heard on uh, in a digital format and now people want to hear the live music. They want to go and see the band and experience it live and in person. Or the more people that hear their stuff online, even if they're never going to set foot inside a concert venue, the more people hear it, the more likely somebody's going to throw something into a, t- a tip jar. So sure. if they you know, have a there's website... Quite a, there's quite a bit of people... You know, there's quite a lot of cases of people making money on, on voluntary contributions. Pay what it's worth. Uh, as uh, I believe... I don't remember which band did this, but uh, one of the... I think it was Radiohead. Was it Radiohead? Uh, the they made the most most money they've ever made on an album when they just put it out for free and said just contribute what whatever worth. you think it's worth. Yeah. And they got some people so maybe many, they got up. millions in contributions from. And people. it probably ranged incredibly. The, the, I bet I don't know what the range was, but I imagine it was fairly large. I mean, it, with the Free Talk Live Amp program, when we put Free Talk Live out there to the audience, to whoever's listening to you for free, you enjoy it. You download the archives. You go to the website. You you do all that. And if you really like the show, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. That's what we ask. But uh, giving anything Obviously, less than that is is pointless because PayPal takes you know a chunk out of it. And, and if you were to give a dollar, we'd end up with sixty cents. Right. So uh, having it as a three dollar minimum is usually a good thing. But the the range of money that we've been given has gone as high as at one point we had a five hundred dollar uh, amp. He's gone. Uh, he actually tr- changed into an advertiser. But uh, we, we've, we've got a guy that gives $200 a month. And there's plenty of people that don't give anything. 
Most people zero. don't. Yeah. Most people don't. You know, most people are the so-called free writers, but that's accepted. You accept but, but that how many going of them are it. telling people, hey, right, look at this, listen to this show. It's a great show. Right. And sure. then how many of the people that they tell might end up amping? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, to the say thing, they that's don't the, give anything is not even necessarily true. The dandelion you know? effect. You, you, put, yeah. you let the little seeds go out and people do with them as they wish. So. Or they're uh, not only are they telling people about the show, but also down the line, if they've listened long enough, it may dawn on them like, all right, I've been listening for a year. Maybe I should finally go and throw something into the uh, yeah. to the tip jar. And as and when I release my comics, a lot of people that do online comics, um, they end up getting they they find work through it. They they find people hiring them to make something specific. Like you do uh, drawing for people. I that- do. I draw comics, and I get, I've done com- comics on commission. And there's also, for instance, the notion of software. For you know, software is another one of those realms that's getting really. You know, the more and more there's there's freeware versions of software or share, you know, the idea that that there's a the software is free. And then what happens is people set up support. You know, if you need support for your to, for whatever specific application of your software, you have support is the is the product that's offered to, to help people use it or to train people how to use it. Or it's tailored to a specific application and that requires actual programming. And obviously mm-hmm. that's not something like if you have a business uh, you need software tailored to specifically for your business and your products and things like that. There's a lot of you know a lot of what's happening with software with programmers is they go in and tailor software uh, or write new software for a spe- very specific application where you know you you're paying them for their time and their services and then sure. you own you know you can you own whatever they produce but and maybe they made their reputation in the software world by working on open source software right, a lot of people will uh will create this will, will work on open source software and their contributions are valued and they're it's they're very tied public to them. and the software itself is public and you can see what they've done you can go oh they know what they're doing this guy yeah. should be hired that mm-hmm. kind of thing so uh, so 800-259-9231. And we're really kind of just on the cusp of this, right? I mean, as far as the, the spectrum of time oh, I think that so. we're talking about. In terms of the here. innovations that people are going to yeah. come up with to find ways to to, to, um, to, to monetize, to, to create business models and monetize um, digital media, knowing that it can be instantly replicated. The, and, the, that, the, and that ultimately IP, I think, is going to is going to fall to pieces. I and that's really the thing that's holding us back. It's already weakening to ridiculous levels, and right. it's just going to c- further go in that direction. You know, and, th- and this, is, uh, this is the point that uh, I've made on it. I think that people want that there's a demand in the marketplace for people to have uh, you know be compensated for their ideas, and I think that uh, it's perhaps that you know the the um, you know the 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 premium the, the freemium model, which is what you're talking about, uh, giving away your stuff for free and then uh, hoping that people buy uh, you know premiums or or different kind of things. That that may be the way things go, and it may not. Um, that there may very well be ways that people, you know, the, if people want to keep their ideas, that's their business. They should be able to keep their ideas, but they should keep them in your brain. If you want to keep your idea, you have to keep it inside yourself because as soon as you let it out there, it's out. There are ways, to, uh, other ways to go about it. Not really. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. And what's ridiculous is how the old guard that supports IP is reacting to a lot of this, too. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site there for free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, some of those features include our listening options, our bulletin board system, the webcam, and more. Head on over. Enjoy freetalklive.com. And if you want to get gold and silver, we can help you with that too. Yeah, if you go to gold.freetalklive.com, we have uh, all kinds of gold and silver there, uh, ones that I've picked out that I believe to be the best choices for people who may not know everything about it. I found the uh, the idea of buying gold coins kind of confusing early on, and that's actually what kept me from doing it. So I picked ones that are intended for people that just want to get gold and silver in their hands. Go to gold.freetalklive.com and check it out. All right, so uh, let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Sean is in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Sean. How you guys doing? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was calling in. I wanted to talk to you guys about animal rights. I, uh, I got in a conversation about this with some of my liberty-oriented friends, and uh, I, I feel I got my butt handed to me on them. And I was just wondering what you guys thought about the, uh, the concept of animals having rights. Um, let me chime in. <laughs> Um, animals. So, if animals have rights, then they have all the rights, right? I mean, it couldn't be that they and, have and, half the rights, right? And and, and this is what well, uh, this is know. what really backs me. In, this is what really backs me into the corner is that uh, obviously, uh, you know, they 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 can't respect the rights of others for, due to their animal nature, mm-hmm. and so therefore uh, they aren't afforded the the idea, you know, the concept of of of, I guess. The, their self-ownership. And what do you, I, agree with I, that. I think, you know, this can get to be a very complicated discussion because you need to start talking about uh, where, do you, where, do, where do you believe rights come from? You know, well, I think you, rights I, are a reciprocal agreement and okay. uh, that it's a good idea that man should uh, respect toward their, his fellow man. And as you pointed out, uh, animals don't understand the concept and they certainly don't respect the concept. It, so. it does seem to be, you know, there's a... There's, there does seem to be a foundation of rights and the notion of I, I, you know, respecting your rights because I want you to respect my rights, and uh, and yeah. there's really not any notion of that with 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 most animals, um, and I think uh, so. So I think that's sort of the basic where it comes down to is why most people don't. Re- uh, I shouldn't say most people. Sorry, from a libertarian perspective, I don't think there's much in the way of. Of believing that animals have rights, but um, that's not to justify abuse. That's right. not to justify mistreatment uh, or anything like that. It's just a statement about rights. But if and you animals. go into the realm and say that animals have rights, you are you are that's a that's that you really complicate some things at that point. Well, because if you well, start saying the animals have if you do say if you go into that realm saying the animals have rights, then. Um, you you, uh, you you might you kind of you may back yourself into a corner. Uh, in terms of like you know how do you deal with um, you know the, uh, it, it, it could radically change how you have to live your life. Well, I mean, Sean, is that where you were coming from originally in your discussion with your friends? I didn't quite understand what your position. Yeah, what, what 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 my original thing was is obviously I don't want animals to be mistreated in the sense of you know I don't like the idea of dog fighting or cock fighting where animals are used as this kind of sport uh, sport game and. Yeah, and especially in killing them in, in that in that idea of sport, and uh, well, then it, you get into 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but and, and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. That's that's where the concept of animal rights really came from was from people seeing what they consider to be abuse of animals and saying, well, animals should have rights and so so on and so forth. But when you get into that uh, that realm, that's when you get into a world of some very tricky issues, right? Because then who decides what connotates mistreatment? Well, and, the, and then what are you going to do to enforce animal rights? How well, are you willing to too. hurt a person to prevent to protect an animal? And that that's what I mean when I talk about getting back yourself into a corner is if you say yeah. that they have rights now you now you start talking about what's justified in terms of enforcing those rights and, and that's what well, scares not, me i see an awful lot of a scary behavior happening on the basis of someone violating animal rights go ahead sean well then what would be a a kind of liberty approach then to, to preventing some type of animal cruelty such as that besides uh i mean obviously i don't want to initiate force on somebody but if they're you know if they're running these dog fighting operations, I think there is some moral obligation, not obviously there's no obligation, but there's some moral, I guess, ethical problems that come from that. And how can we help to prevent that while Good still maintaining liberty? Well, um, I, I think that, you know, first off, PETA has uh, billboards across the country and they um, they've been very effective in handling issues that uh, that they you know that they're big on now obviously it's not the perfect organization i'm not touting it as the perfect organization I mean, there's other ones that are better right? i think they do a lot of dumb 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 stuff but they have been they're active they're active as heck and uh-huh. um, something that they believe in and i think they've been successful relatively successful in that arena if they could keep their own house clean they'd be even more successful like and not kill dogs and cats well yeah yes. in massive numbers, uh, i would like yeah. to point out that we do have people fighting where uh, people willing get into rings and beat the crap out of each other to the point of, uh, in some cases, death, but, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, harm, you know, terrible harm. Well, there are things, the point is, I think the point you're getting at is there are things you can do short of violence. You can use carrots instead of sticks. Ostracism? And things like that. You can ostracize. Ostracism, the thing about ostracism, you're not aggressing against anyone when you ostracize them. You can ostracize anyone for any reason without without having uh, violated the nap. Yeah, so You do not have to do business with someone. You do not have to associate with someone. plaster it all over the place i mean so you could put get out there put out flyers that say that so-and-so is a dog fighter and uh, you know you shouldn't do business with them and spread the word about that you can person. offer incentives but some people might you know, not consider that very uh, motivating well that's you can also where- do things like incentivize alternatives uh incentivize you know um not uh things that keep people from abusing animals like like you know pri- provide um try to provide homes for animals and things like that so that they don't end up suffering well what the what the people in the community think is really what matters the most it is if if you are in a and i i'm gonna paint with a broad brush here if you're living in a trailer park maybe the people in that area aren't going to care so much about the dog fighting if you're in an area for whatever reason maybe dog fighting types of people have come together in a a certain area and they are totally into this and this is their culture and you're man you know the odd man out and most people are agreeing with the dog fighting you're probably not going to have very much success at ostracizing which is why bringing people together who have a slightly similar viewpoint can be a a fairly valuable thing whereas if there's a a dog fighting ring that's kind of clandestine in you know an up upper crust neighborhood where that would be a shocking thing if it came out uh, then then you know the ostracism would probably be more effective in that particular case so I guess it would all really depend um, but when you come down to the issue of, of mistreatment 
that's when you really get things get sticky because then who decides what is mistreatment? The most extreme so-called animal rights activist might consider keeping an animal to be mistreatment. Yeah. Some do. Uh, Some do, yeah. I eat one every day, you know, at least one well, animal every day. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I, I'm, I don't bill myself as any sort of animal activist. And I know that some of them get to the extreme by calling, you know, milking a cow a, a form of rape and things like that. And that's, <laughs> to me, that's, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think there are some baseline things. That uh, that you can agree on. I don't and, think there uh, are, it, honestly. When it comes to animals, really? I don't think there no. are baseline things. Well, that's as soon as you. <laughs> that's, that's just it. The the bias that people have toward different kinds of animals is so blatant. If you say animals have yeah. rights, we can't eat meat anymore. We can't. You know, you can't right. live in your well, house you, because people are going to apply it so there. inconsistently. If they say animals have rights, it's well, really hard. Exactly. To apply Sean, we'll bring you back if you've got more comments. You're welcome to hang on eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one because this is a tough issue because. They are so cute, some of them, and we care so much. Uh, 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves, and we're going to anything. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. So head over there and enjoy features like our bulletin board system, where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. And Mark, if you need some collections done... What do you call? SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a collections company. They do early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. They'll handle all of your accounts receivable needs. They will treat your customers with respect because, well, you don't need your customers treated poorly. That's not going to do anything for your business. SACL CAI knows that. Not going to get your money back. Yeah. You may or may not get your money, but it won't get you new sales in the future. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. All right. 800-259-9231. Back to the phones and the fun. We've still got Sean on the line with us bringing up the issue of so-called animal rights. Uh, and, Sean, it sounded like you definitely had a, uh, some more things to say on this, so I wanted to make sure you had the chance. Well, I guess it, what it really comes down to is it's just one of those things where, sadly, as in, in the idea of a volunteerist society, you know, there's there's just going to be some evils that you cannot get rid of, and uh, it's and like you said, it's it's more of surrounding people who think like you, and so you can try to avoid uh, running into these ethical dilemmas. Yeah, well, where, look at what uh, the, absolutely. I mean, look at the uh, the Mormons. Uh, they moved together in, into Utah, and they absolutely have had an effect on the the kind of the common culture that is uh, that is found in that particular area. Uh, so there's really something to be said for moving together with people of, of similar values. It's a shame it doesn't happen uh, more often. There's also something uh, to be said for diversity and having different viewpoints and different uh, cultures mixing together. And I think that in the in the free marketplace, uh, you know, that's uh, there's uh, there's value in both of those things. I'd like to discuss uh, animal rights a little bit uh, more because I think that Please. this is an sure. interesting topic. And um, 
I, I think that there's there's this continuum. There's this sort of bell curve, uh, and I love to talk about bell curves. And I think they're very they're they're really true. You've got people out there that believe that animals are you know just property. Um, you know, guys that'll you know beat the crap out of their dog because. It hasn't done, you know, what they want it to. If you go to uh, third world countries, I've seen, uh, you know, people just brutalizing animals that they don't feel are behaving in the manner that they they wish. You know, pack animals, things like that, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's frightening, terrible, terrible stuff. And uh, you know, I don't want to see that. However. What I don't see when I go get a packaged piece of meat from the grocery store is what happened to that animal in the process. And if you educate yourself, you'll find out that, you know, this is a less than uh, optimum way for these animals to be uh, to be processed and treated. You know, and I think that uh, when you're talking about institutional animals, you're t- you're talking about chickens that never see the light of day. Um, you're talking about uh, animals that are pumped up on steroids, have uh, kept in small stalls, things like this. This is, to me, this is an immoral way to treat an animal. I don't believe in it, and because of it, yeah. I've been changing how I um, eat meat. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna let my animal act like an animal before, well, I kill and eat it, or at least have somebody else kill it. And, and it's I, really, it's well, a lot of it is, it's not that you're acknowledging the animal's rights it's just you don't want it to suffer the point is for it not to you know you don't there's the the, the needless suffering is yeah. what you seem to object to and i agree is that is that if it, you know can we can we partake of the benefits of, of 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 animals without putting them through needless suffering and and a lot of that is driven by market demand um you know people want really cheap uh, it, is, it is it absolutely yeah, but, is but but th- th- there, there, there's a problem with that though uh, because it's it's you say it's driven by market demand, but then uh, heavily heavy factory heavy factory farming is heavily subsidized on the federal level. Sure it is, especially oh, yeah, when, it comes, when it when it, when it's coming to things like the uh, the new national ID tags and things like that, where uh, you know there's discount rates if you buy a million tags versus buying one fourteen dollar tag for a three dollar chicken. Yeah, and yeah. so. I was going to say, speaking of, of of chickens, it seems to me at least that the the whole free range chicken thing has kind of really caught fire within the last uh, decade or two. It's growing. And, there's a, there's a growing movement for free range meat in general. Well, yeah. the information is is getting out now. Uh, the the information about how the factory chickens are treated is uh, is more possible to spread because of the internet. Too. There's health reasons for free range meat, as right? Chosen. And uh, and so you're seeing that grow in popularity. So that's you know the market. There's also that segment of the market that is rewarding people. People that uh, treat animals in the way they think they should be treated in, uh, during that process. And that's one of the things you can do is you can direct your dollars toward the organizations that are doing things in the, in the right way. Right. And like we say, that doesn't mean that the other people are going to disappear off the face of the earth. But well, and, uh, it's Also, there's people that believe uh, you know, that, that eating meat entirely, affecting an animal's life in any way, those, mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you're being evil. And I think that you're going to find a better continuum when uh, we get to the area where you've got lab-grown meats and things like that. I think that people, uh, you know, they're they're going to like that better. They're going to like the idea of lab-grown meat over the idea that uh, you know you've slaughtered an animal. Get it? What's that going to do to the farming industry and and dairy cows that have been bred to be milked three times a day? Otherwise, their udders burst. I don't know. Like I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen to them, but I, I think that those cows, th- their lives are just as valid as uh, uh, you know a cow, uh, you know a bison on the range if there if there is one running around there anywhere, um, or the, the horses in Nevada that run free. Um, I think their lives are just as as valid and, and valuable, and I think that the people that minimize them uh, because they're farm animals, they're they're industrial farm animals, are disgusting to me. It's like saying, well, this this kid isn't any good because he's not either black or white. He's mulatto, so he doesn't count. That stinks. (laughs) Sean, other thoughts? 
Uh, no, I just want to thank you guys for putting on a great show, and I'm probably eventually going to uh, join on in, on these amp lists because I've started listening to you guys about a couple months ago and really getting into the show. Thank cool, you man. so much, Sean. Glad you're out there, and thanks for bringing that up tonight. It's always a good topic. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It's an interesting topic. It is, and you know the other thing that um, I always think of whenever the notion of animal rights comes up is how blatant it is to me the incredible amount of bias that people have in terms of which animals they're oh, yeah. concerned Half about. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, a, a lot of it is what's cute to us or not. Mm-hmm. And what sure. culture do you come from? Obviously, in India, you know, the, you know cows are in, in many parts of India, cows are sacred. And uh, in Korea, here, they eat dogs, some of them. Right. Yeah, and um, I don't know. You know, and so the notion of, you know, whether it's cute or not seems to play a big part. I, I wonder, it seems to me a lot of animals have evolved to actually uh, appeal to humans in some way or another that perpetuates their species. You know? It's probably true. It's, it, it's, they, it's, they're it's, they're it's cuter, all about... they're more, they get along better, they're likable for whatever <laughs> reason. You know, something about them makes people want to take care of them and uh, and breed them and you know make more of them. And that's like, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, that's beneficial. very beneficial to be to be liked by a very by the most by by the most influential uh, creature on the planet. You know, you know, and and it, it it's it's true that animals are it's it's what they uh, you know the the way the way we have the emotions about them that is uh, the biggest thing. For instance, uh, I you know, if you've been if you're one of my Facebook friends, you know that my cat Senior Grouchy Pants uh, he died today. We we took him to the vet and Aww. we put him we put him down. It's very sad at my house today. And uh, I've had this cat forever, and you know, well, I guess nine, nine years. years. Yeah, nine years. It's a long time. It's a long time for a big, fat, morbidly obese cat. <laughs> um, and uh, today, but I you took chose him, to ki- you chose right. to put him down. I did because he was what, in a great deal. What of about pain. his right to life? Right. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the thing. Here's a cat who's got bone cancer, who's howling in pain on the uh, bedroom floor, mm-hmm. can't get up on the bed where he wants to be. Um, and uh, you know, of course, I pick him up and put him on the bed. Well, but you, you can't. And that's just it. You can't. Uh, you love that cat. You can't sit there and endure, it, knowing that he's enduring so much suffering. Yeah. And bone and cancer. And there's nothing is, you can do about it. As it, I understand, it's painful. Yeah. It's very painful from my understanding too and and it seems to me that you know you made the decision based on you know not wanting your animal to suffer. It seems right, like the know? right decision from sure. our perspective, but from a, maybe a, a radical animal well, rights person, they is... would say that he had a right to life and he should have died naturally and that you interfered. Or they can also say that uh, you also interfered with his, or no, that, that you did the right thing, Mark, by giving him an open bowl, whereas I would do the wrong thing by feeding my kitty twice a day instead of having right. an so open bowl. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of different uh, ideas here. I, I kid with my wife all the time that I'm not going to give her the right to uh, to uh, you know pull the plug on me because uh, she'd do it if I had a cold. Oh, doctor, he <laughs> uh-huh. wouldn't want to live like this. I'm right here, honey. No, no. Just put him under. But wait, no. You know, so, um, you know I, I, how would Signora felt? I don't know. I mean, I know he that, can't I, tell you. Uh, you know, that, that I want to live, but if I was in a deep amount of pain, if I was costing my family money, that would be mm-hmm. the biggest issue. If I was, you know, say it's a $10,000, $100,000 a day for Just me to, to be in the hospital. Just to suck air through a tube in yeah, the hospital, Put right? me right. out. Take me out of here. I've, yeah. got, I've got people that to way take too. care of. I'm that way, too. Yeah, yeah. so, but I... And it's it, these aren't easy decisions, and you you, you you do the best you can in this life. Yep, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Moments remain, enough time for your call. If you make it right now, this is Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, there is enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features free, so head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You want to help support the show? Well, one of the ways you can do that is by going to amp.freetalklive.com to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. That's all we ask you for, and uh, you get perks. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details. Get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options available, too. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and from creating new media and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you will find more pro-freedom activism than you likely ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. To the phones and the fun, Chuck, listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Chuck. Hello, Dale and Mark. Oh, hi, Chuck. What's on your mind I sent tonight? you that stuff last week on the left wing, right wing, and somebody was going to look it over, and I just wondered if it had any effect on you. I did read it over, Chuck, and... What are we talking about here, Mark? Uh, he was, he's talking about an article he sent me that uh, had uh, had to do with, uh, I, I believe that libertarianism was would be considered an extreme right wing philosophy. Oh, gotcha. And I felt that your only proof for that statement was Murray Rothbard said this this was the case at one point. And well, you got the very, 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 I'd say very short article. I mean, I've yeah. written... I've written volumes on it. I mean, he's not the only one. In fact, I have quotes from Murray Rothbard where he says he says what you just got through saying, and I have quotes for him where he's saying, I stood in one place and I went from being a right-winger to a left-winger. And uh, Lou Rockwell, I've heard him say that right-wing means an advocate of left government, and I've heard him say that right-wing is authoritarianism of fascism. Um, there, there, People are confused. I'm talking about the history of the thing. I'm right now in the process of reading some Reader's Digest magazine from 1939. I tell you what, now, uh, I wish we could keep you on, but the phone line that you're on is, uh, really is almost intolerable, and I, th- I thank you for the call tonight. But I understand where he's coming from. Call he's back calling... tomorrow with a better phone line or something. Well, yeah. I don't know if I want to rehash it that much, but he can okay. certainly call back if he wants to. It's Free Talk it Live. It is Free Talk Live, and uh, some people want to promote this idea that somehow being liberty-minded is right-wing, and I think it's absolutely absurd. Mm, I don't like it. Yeah, it's yeah. a real turnoff to me to use that, uh, I, that ter- terminology. You know, especially since the origin of left, uh, well, I, I guess this is in dispute, but the, the origin of, of left came from whenever, uh, you know, I think it was the French parliament. Was that the, yeah. the idea was whenever they were proposing a new law or a change in the law of some sort, whenever you supported what they were doing, you sat they had you know those people sat on the right side of the room the way they could tell who was in support and who was against, and people who were against it would sit on the left side of the room, and so that's where the origin of left and right came from. Left meant being opposed to 
the government well, in a particular I, context. Right. Well, I remember that uh, when I was coming up in the liberty world that it was said that libertarians are paleoconservatives and classical liberals because they're using these terms that meant something different in the past. Liberal meant being against right. uh, government involvement Liberal, in the past. What liberals used to be is what a lot of people describe libertarians as today. I mean, that's, yeah. the way, that's what you would generally, if you were described as liberal, then you were... But you do know. I want to say that I'm a liberal today? No, because it has connotations <laughs> sure. attached well, it to was, it. It was the libertarian, the, the whole movement of liberty is, is constantly being usurped and perverted. And yes. it was perverted right. by the notion, by that too. Right, and, and it, it's it. Um, if you want to use the context of history, that's fine and dandy. Write yourself a, a history paper on it; it's cool. But that's not going to change the fact that if I, um, you know, decide that the historical definition of gay means happy and uh, happy-go-lucky, and I run around calling myself gay, that I'm going to get hit on by a lot of dudes because that's <laughs> the reality of life today in America. Right. Right. If you call yourself a right winger. The left winger is going to think you suck just because you said you were right wing. If you call yourself a left winger, the right winger is going to th- think you suck. They're going to because put their uh, fingers in their ears. Right. And they're going to la, 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 la. That is the end of the story. It's the right. end of the conversation. Can you it imagine? may not be the end of the conversation for you if you can get them stuck in one place and you can talk to them about you know what it is and bore the crap out of them with your history because most people don't want to hear this stuff. But if you know whatever it is you want to do, that's cool. When I'm a radio talk show host, and I am. And I've got to talk to a half a million people in a given week, and I don't get to see the look on their face. I don't get to respond mm-hmm. to what they say. All I can do is say what I say and then have them react the way they react. If I say I'm a right winger, all the left wingers think I, I stink and they're not going to they're going to turn their ears oh, off. God. They make a Even massive bunch I've got of things to say to them. They make a bunch of presumptions about your beliefs that aren't true. And it's not worth trying to save either of those terms and and somebody yeah. could come in here and make a persuasive argument on both sides well libertarian liberty-minded people should be and i don't even want to use libertarian anymore because it's been corrupted by people on the <laughs> right in my opinion like the the last caller uh well you know you can make these arguments well i don't want to make those arguments and i don't want to spend time trying to override what people commonly believe about these ideas can you imagine uh me trying mark i mean my job during the daytime uh part of it is to call radio stations and pitch the show to them yeah sure now to be fair most of the talk stations in america are right-wing talk stations sure, right but if they take free talk live thinking it's a right-wing show oh, aren't we boy. lying to them i would feel like i would be lying to them in that case but they're you know, gonna feel like they're they've been lied to once they start hearing us talk about uh you ending know, police, drug war police abuse and 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 ending border border war, getting out of legal fiction <laughs> yeah so i'm sorry dude uh chuck or uh, yeah it was chuck in, chuck, uh, in california yeah. no no uh this the i article not... was well written i'd like to say that i mean chuck chuck knows how to write himself an he's article he's clearly an intelligent man uh, I'm not doubting that, but uh, I am not a right winger and I'm not a left winger. I don't believe in the whole wing paradigm. I think well, that uh, you either. Think- I, I think the diamond and the uh, you know on the world's uh, the world's smallest smallest political, political quiz, quiz is is a is a nice you know is sort of a nice way of looking at it. It's, it's certainly it's an a totally way. different direction from left and right. People right. that and somebody- people that hold on people that don't know what Dale's talking about, you can go to quiz.freetalklive.com. You can take a look at this. It's uh it was created by David Nolan, who was actually the founder of the Libertarian Party. He created this because he was sick and tired of people trying to to uh identify, well where, where are you left wing? Are you moderate? Are you are you right wing? Well, no. Well, none yeah. of the above. Right. That's the problem is moderate is 
that's that's very misleading too. If you say, "Well, I'm not either left or right," then they think, "Oh, you're a moderate," and right. moderates believe in all kinds of intrusiveness mm-hmm. into your life. And, sure. And you know. this is this is where you answer that with a question. Instead of uh, I, I used to say top. Uh, if somebody said, "Are you left or you're right?" Well, I say top. But I've decided I don't want to give that short answer. I say, "Well, what I have a lot of views, and some of those views are extreme left, and some of those views are extreme right. What would you call me?" And it puts the ball back in their court and then has them asking questions and has their mind open to things. It doesn't have It, it dispels the presumptions they would love to make. They'd love to, they'd love right. to pigeonhole you very rapidly yes, and then as quickly and as they you like up and go, Because oh, then okay. they don't have to think. If they yeah. can just pigeonhole you into what they think that you're supposed to be, they've already made up their mind about how they feel about that. They already know what that means, and they can just shuffle you into that category and move along. But if you don't uh, challenge their presumptions or their assumptions about their belief system, that, or if you do challenge those uh, presumptions or uh, pre- assumptions, that's when they can really start to have their gears turn at the very least, maybe not right away, but down the line a little bit, and think about what you've, uh, what you've put forth. And I don't think that aligning with the left or the right in any case, and that's why I've objected. We've had the alliance of the libertarian left on this show in the past, and like, why? What's the point of this? I think those guys, you know, what they do is some very interesting stuff, and I, I believe a lot of the things that they have. Libertarian left? I don't know that I go for that terminology. I'll use it if I'm talking to a lefty. Mm-hmm. If if somebody says, you know, that uh, that they're left, I, you know, I, a lot of my views are very progressive or whatever, to, um, you know, it is that you say. We're gonna take an unscreened call here toward the very end of the show. Uh, you are on the air on Free Talk Live. Hello there. How you doing? Hey, great. What's on your um, mind? Who's this? This is Sean from Daytona Beach. I was just uh, calling. You've been talking about uh, the voting thing. I've uh, been listening off and on, uh, paying attention to this uh, child thing that's going on up there. Um, the uh, uh, I think there's also a jurisdictional component of voting. I mean, historically, I mean, the whole purpose of citizenship uh, was being in the, the political class, the voting class. Um, you know, certainly when you deal with the State Department, I mean, it's very evident in the State Department when you deal with um, uh, anything like that for, for immigration or, or anything like that. I mean, uh, the, the jurisdictional component, I think, is more spelled out as like, have you, when they get into questions like, have you ever served in a foreign military? Have you ever voted in a, in a foreign body politic? Um, and I just wanted to introduce that point into the, kind of the discussion. Well, I can tell you that whether or not I voted hasn't had any effect on whether or not they will act on me. I mean, they will, <laughs> they will put sure, me in a cell sure. regardless. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they got the guns and they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, I was just making from, uh, from, I think there would be evidence uh, if we're going to like try to make a historical point through a legal record. There's probably an argument there. Thanks for the thoughts and the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. We are out of time. And, Dale, we didn't get to the five things. Uh, but at least we talked about your latest cartoon, which is available at anarchyinyourhead.com, and you're going to hold that because you're going to be hosting the Friday show We'll probably talk week. about the five things next week. You know, I wanted to, real quick, we were talking about left-right paradigm. I wanted to direct you to johndennis2010.com. He is a Republican candidate running in San Francisco who doesn't really fit into either category, right or left. John Dennis. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. 
From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.